Hello and big warm namaste from Toronto, Canada. Although it's very cold outside, we send you our warm greetings. I'm Rahmat Sobirov, managing lawyer at Sobirov's Law Firm, a boutique business immigration law firm based in Toronto. And today we have an amazing topic about Indian entrepreneurs who are coming to Canada in, in many numbers. In law, you know, we help them to come to Canada. We bring investments and great bright individuals from that beautiful country. So how did I come up with this topic? Because first of all, uh, almost 60% of our uh, members of our audience that are watching us on a day-to-day -day basis are from India. So this is a big country, big, a very uh, fast developing country with great minds and Indian immigration diaspora is one of the significant ones in Canada. So there is a very uh, sincere and very long-lasting relationship between Canada and India. And in our success stories, you can see at Sobirovs.com website, there are many success stories that we managed to bring Indian entrepreneurs to Canada uh, let them settle down and then they they will move forward with their permanent residency so starting a business starting a business by an Indian entrepreneur has been the topic across our practice so uh, that's why this is a very um, how to say very close topic to our legal practice and today we will look into the visa officers notes so we will be analyzing what does visa officer think when he or she is evaluating an application from an Indian entrepreneur? Okay, so that will be an example of uh, ICT, intra-company transfer. But of course, when you go to our website, there are many resources specifically on Indi for Indian entrepreneurs. For example, you can go to country guides and click on India. You can read detailed information here and as I said we are coming to India in spring 2023 feel free to reserve your seat and uh, more information will be coming soon and also success stories go to success stories recently we published a success story of a Punjabi business owner who came to Canada through ICT but today's topic today's case scenario will not be from Punjab but it will be from India overall, okay? So let's start. First and foremost, maybe you heard about ATIP notes. ATIP notes are the notes on the embassy side that usually are not released to the applicant. The applicant will get either an approval letter or a re rejection letter. It's a standard letter with standard wording so it gives you a little bit of idea why an application was approved maybe or why it was mostly rejected, right? So whether it's rejected or approved, it's our practice at Sobirov's Law Firm, we get ATIP notes from the embassy or the visa office that decided on that particular case. Why? Because there's a wealth of information inside those notes and we analyze, we improve ourselves and for the next application, we become more knowledgeable, right? It's a, it's a very good secret sauce <laughs> into our successful applications for our uh, clients from India and from other parts of the world. So we take ATIP notes, it's access to information and protection 
and Access to Information and Privacy Act notes. So these are the notes that visa officer put while discussing or while deciding on your particular visa application. So today we will read and the ATIP notes of one of our successful clients from India. So a very gen generic because I cannot uh, discuss the personal information. However, I will make sure that the privacy is uh, protected, but we will derive necessary information from, uh, from that, those notes. Okay. So the application was done in uh, last year in September. And the primary office that discussed, that decided on this case was Case Processing Center in Edmonton, Alberta. However, the secondary office was New Delhi, a Canadian Embassy High Commissioner in New Delhi. That's why sometimes you see New Delhi as a primary office, sometimes it's CPC, Edmonton. But the logic, the analysis doesn't really change, okay? Now, the work permit was under the code, uh, LMIA exemption code, intra-company transfer, C12. The intended occupation code was uh, 13000. Uh, the director, uh, the position name was the director, the business head of the new, new entity related to the original, uh, original Indian company, right? So here's the decision that is very uh, the one that you want to get in your application so cpc edmonton analyzed and then they concluded that based on the information and evidence presented that's the keyword information and evidence presented by the lawyers i will add that i'm satisfied that the applicant meets the requirements as an intra-company transferee under section r you know 205a but that doesn't matter for you but un, uh, he, he satisfies the intercompany transfer requirements in an executive capacity so this is what you want to get as a lawyer this is what what you want to get as a client so what did they analyze first and foremost uh, this is the keyword as i said the information provided sufficient information provided about the applicant the company the corporation the indian the mother corporation and the subsidiary or related comp company in Canada. So the information should be satisfactory and uh, in abundance, I would say. Don't be, uh, make sure that visa officer has an, an easy day in analyzing your information. So what did they analyze? They first analyzed the duties of the person that we, our, our uh, submission letters, the a letter of employment, everything, so they analyze, okay, is he suitable for uh, executive position as they claim to be? So securing a suitable location to house the company's business operations, that's the responsible. So you can read, formulating and developing business and marketing strategies within the short-term and long-term objectives. Full discretionary day-to-day -day management, the management authority of the new Canadian entity. That's a, that's a hint. There's a related entity in Canada to which the Indian uh, specialist is being transferred, including planning, operations management, establishment, and oversight of Canadian subsidiary, exercising fina financial control. It's not just somebody being sent from India. This is someone who has the authority to run the business in, in Canada on behalf 
of the Indian corporation, right? Develop processes to track uh, cost savings, metrics, performance, and so on. Recruiting, hiring, and firing people, uh, employees in the Canadian operations. Overseeing the company's financial obligations. Overseeing company's customer service performance. So he is the big shot. He's a big guy, not a, not a typical. So remember, intra-company transfers, they, 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 this is a possibility for those who are the owners, the senior management and specialized knowledge people. These are not ordinary workers, right? These are big shots making big decisions. Okay, and coordinating with the Canadian team uh, to adapt systems, standards, and processes uh, of the Indian parent company. So make sure that this is always, always make sure it's connected. Two entities are connected. These are not, uh, that's why intra-company transfer is possible. Uh, to reflect the needs and standards of North American markets. So the idea here, uh, there is a hint a little bit here to the business plan of the Canadian operation. The business plan is to enter the North American markets and maintain the standards, customer satisfaction, and so on. And finally, representing the company to our current customers and attending to their needs. Okay, this is the, their analysis of who the person is. Because without understanding who the person is, it's a, it's a tough argument to make that this person is necessary in Canada and he is necessarily transferred to Canada. It's not just, you know, uh, offering him a Canadian tour, right? Okay. And now the key question, and uh, please start typing your, your questions too. I am sharing the notes. These are rough notes and we, will, we are delving into the analysis of Actually, what does the visa officer want in your application? Let's see. This is the, the these are the wordings of the visa of the deciding officer, the visa officer. And uh, so it's not my words. Uh, applicants is request applicant is requesting work permit under LMIA exemption code C12 as an executive. Applicant is employed by XYZ company in India and is being and is being transferred to work in a similar capacity for XYZ company Canada in Canada for two years. If approving, work permit may be issued for a maximum duration of one year, C11 work permit for startup. Because this is a startup operation in Canada, that's a one-year uh, work permit which can be extended based on the need of the, of the, of the company. The eligibility, now they are going into uh, eligibility and analyzing it, right? These are the notes, internal notes of the visa officer. Experience required. Yes, the experience is there since 2015. So this is a guy who has, uh, who has grown within the Indian company, right? Uh, location per offer of employment. To be decided. That's okay to, be, to not know where your location will be uh, in, in Canada. It's a, uh, the C11 ICT work, per, uh, sorry, C12 ICT work permit is a federal immigration program uh, and under this you are okay to give some uh, uncertainties in a way that yeah location could be Vancouver and Etobicoke Ontario right per submission so we we drafted a substantive submission letter analyzing and uh, discussing every single aspect of his employment in Canada so but we acknowledged it's to be decided Vancouver and Etobicoke to be decided. 
Uh, submission demonstrates essential function, that the legal submission by the lawyers, that is significant to the achievement of organizational goals. Remember this, what he is being aimed at, what, what is being uh, proposed to achieve in Canada. These are all forward-looking statements. However, you need to back up with solid, uh, uh, solid evidence. And the, uh, so the, go the goal, the submissions demonstrate, they really show to visa officer that this function is essential, the function that uh, the person will be doing. And this is uh, significant to the achievement of organizational goals. Position operates at an executive level within the organization. That's the conclusion of the visa officer based on the submissions we, we gave. Of course, the educational background, Bachelor of Science, it's fitting too. So he, he has Bachelor of Science in that and is relevant to that uh, area of his expertise. Uh, proof of education is provided. Don't forget that. You may send the resume, but what is the backup? What is the evidence that whatever you say, here's a backup, here's a backup. So the evidence is, should be solid. Assessment of this of the startup company. That's another note. Submissions and organization history indicate that company is an active business. It's not something very passive. Remember, federal business immigration programs require you to be actively involved and your company to be active in times of in the in, in what, when you are applying. Right? Active participation is foregoing. It's uh, in the foreseeable future, but the business is active. The incorporation has been done, the business plan has been prepared, and all everything is done. It is, it is just about to push the button, start button, so that the person can come and start working for the, uh, for the Canadian operations. Now, how they came to that conclusion, that the business is active? Look at these four points. Business and staffing plan provided. Checkmark. Proof of financial ability to compensate employees provided. Checkmark. Parents, parent companies, list of employees provided, checkmark. It's not something empty. You know, we are not speaking to vacuum space. We are speaking to a visa officer. That's why we have to provide all of this. Uh, proof of qualifying relationship provided, checkmark. So if you hit all these checkmarks, and I will come to more AI-based analysis uh, very soon, briefly, because now all these check marks are being analyzed by human being, right? They are reading your submissions, they are doing the, their own personal analysis, but in the future, as we see where uh, Immigration Canada is going, things may get very AI-based. It could be the Chinook, the software, it, uh, it will be upgraded, it will be supported by AI and so on. These check marks should be checked. Uh, before you are issued a, a positive result. Okay, now at the, at the end of the day, understand, uh, the, the visa officer needs to understand what is the transfer all about, what's how much compensation, duration, hours of work, uh, and so on, the overtime rate and overtime starts at what, at what level, and so on. So, why I'm putting these notes, these are rough notes from the officer, because these are, the why they are taking the notes, because it, they are important in the analysis. By reading the notes, you will realize that, oh wow, 
The officer is looking at that issue and this issue. So your application will be solid and you know, bulletproof when you address all these concerns because visa officer will not think on your behalf. It will, the, the visa officer will not say, oh, by the way, uh, Sobirov's law firm didn't mention this, but I think this will be you know, so-and-so. No, they will not think on your behalf. They will think on the basis of the evidence that you provide. This, the, these are the check marks, okay? This is small paragraph compared relatively, but there are, there's a lot of things going on in the officer's mind. So if you do an ICT and you're thinking about uh, hiring a lawyer on ICT, intra-company transfer, address these issues. Make your application strong. And if you, if you need help, we are here to help. Okay, now that's the uh, uh, end of my presentation, almost 20 minutes. And here's an announcement. Sobirov's law firm is planning to come to India in spring, end of, end of April, beginning of May. We haven't decided the exact date. However, you can go to the link underneath, uh, under this video and there is a link for our semi, uh, tour, India tour. Go and register your interests. And I will show you here also, when you go to our uh, India, India country guide, here we go. It's, there's a link into this. Read this guide. This is the guide for you, uh, for Indi Indian business owners specifically. So here's a link. You can click this link. And this is our tour. Uh, type your name, uh, last name, email. And we are planning to do in Delhi, Ahmedabad, Bangalore, and Mumbai. Uh, tell us your interests. And we are trying to bring as many speakers as possible for, them, for you to to get the knowledge from them and uh, yeah we, we will we will uh, you tell us about yourself we will set up the date and do the, all the logistics as soon as possible and then we will let you know the event details as soon as possible okay because we are in the planning stage at the moment but this guide the this guide is very helpful because we share here uh, the our experience with dealing with indian entrepreneurs Okay, uh, this is our statistic. This is not government statistics. So make sure that you read it carefully for your, in your leisure time. And also some success stories, samples. These are not all success stories because we cannot publish all success stories that we achieve for Indian entrepreneurs. But this gives you an, an, a gist of what we can do. And uh, a little bit of snapshot of nine steps of what to do uh, in order to open a business in Canada from India. Now, let me come back to your questions because traditionally, um, before I end uh, my presentation, so make sure uh, if you have any questions, uh, book your consultation with us. One hour strategy meeting will give you a lot of substance, a lot of substance. We'll, we'll answer all your questions and your team is already in Canada. You have a Canadian team that will help you we are one of the leading law firms, business immigration law firms, according to Legal 500 in Canada. We take care of you if we, and we are open and transparent. If we can help you, we will say yes. If we cannot help you, we will say no, thank you very much. Here's your uh, cons consultation fee refunded, okay? 
we are if if uh, if you don't see any value in consultation meeting after having a strategy meeting with us we will refund your your um, um, your money it's not it's not a big deal for us okay all right uh, let's come to your questions please start typing your questions and then I will delve into them all right uh, Tahir Sen Shahin greetings uh, good evening from Turkey uh, good evening to Turkey. Yeah, uh, I'm very sorry about uh, the loss of uh, innocent people in in the earthquake. Uh, our prayers and thoughts are with the people of Turkey, Syria, Lebanon, and every everyone who is affected by that horrible event recently. Um, uh, I'm I'm very sad because uh, this is the this is a time when. Uh, people in Turkey uh, and Syria and Lebanon, they need help. And I have recently, before the, this presentation, I've signed the petition to the House of Commons uh, of Canada to allow Turkey, uh, to allow sit Canadian citizens of Turkish origin or Syrian origin to allow them to bring their families to Canada. I hope, I hope, I really hope that uh, Canadian government will, will soon do something uh, substantial in order to bring those uh, people to this beautiful country to Canada so that they they can uh, stay here in peace okay um, here we go there are some questions blessings OCI Afro visa updates visa will be given to this business incorporation um, I'm I'm not sure I understood your question can you please clarify Hardik Vyas uh, IT consulting. Let me see. Does it require to have any Canadian citizen as a partner if we wish to establish the company in Calgary, Alberta? Okay, that's a good question. Uh, I'm not an Alberta-based lawyer. I don't know Albertan corporate corporate law uh, rules. However, there are certain provinces in Canada where if you incorporate a provincial corporation some of them require Canadian directors some of them don't for example British Columbia it doesn't require Ontario has recently changed the re regulations the law and they don't require Canadian so it's not a big deal if you incorporate in BC but you have office in Calgary Alberta okay uh, and I will check whether uh, Albertan corporations require a Canadian uh, Canadian director or not but you, there, there are uh, ways around this requirement if they require but as again I'm not a corporate lawyer in Alberta uh, in, in general if you do a federal corporation there is a requirement to have a Canadian director but certain provincial corporations they don't require Canadian director so it's an easy easy um, obstacle to overcome uh, Bupinder Nanda from in from New Delhi. Hi, Bupinder. Good morning. Uh, good, good evening to you. Good morning to us. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. I hope you find this information, the the presentation, helpful, and uh, I hope uh, you one day we will see you in Canada. Thank you. Uh, definitely, we'll meet you in New Delhi. I hope so too. Let's. Uh, we are running with. Um, with planning stage, I hope we can come up with the exact date, exact locations uh, in, in, for our Indian uh, seminars on business immigration. We will be in India. We will be just focusing on business immigration and investor immigration. 
for entrepreneurs only because that's our specialty. That's the only thing we do. We do business immigration and investor immigration at Sobirov's law firm. And also we help Canadian companies to bring tech talent and global talent on in any field to Canada. So this is our uh, specialty. Interested in business immigration, I regularly attend your live session. Yes, Bupinder, I remember you. Thank you for attending. And if you have someone interested in, in these topics within your network, please feel free, feel free to share this information with them too. Okay, thank you. Uh, Sridhar Rao, what are the basic differences between C12 and C11 work permit? On a, um, well, basic differences. First of all, C11 doesn't require you to have a, a parent company, right? The, the mother company outside of Canada. C12 is intra-company transfer, so by default there are more than one corporations, related corporations involved. And, and usually basic difference is C12 is usually issued for one year, whereas C11 significant benefit work permit is issued for two years. Um, C12 is, I would compare, if we compare in terms of uh, priorities, right? If my client is eligible and can do C12, I go with C12. Of course, C11 is not a bad work permit, but the, the threshold could be more significant, especially for the startup companies in, 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 in Canada, right? So depending on the situation of the client and the objectives of the client, we uh, recommend or don't recommend certain type of applications. C12 is a perfect for those who have strong foreign operations and they want to ex expand their business into ca Canadian market. C11 usually for those who have, um, for example, startup visa or work permit. Uh, well, in startup visa, you apply for permanent residence, but also to work permits that C11 work permit is is uh, applicable and uh, suitable for that. So there are many differences, depends on your priorities, uh, the urgency of your case. C12s, they take less time in our practice. They are fast, you know, because, um, uh, because logically the C12 relies on the strength, on the strength of the parent company. How, how big they are, how strong they are. Now they're expanding to Canadian market. Can they support, can they provide uh, necessary means for the Canadian operations? So C11 is totally different uh, logic, but um, as I said, there are technical differences and there are more, I would say, uh, more immigration-oriented differences, okay? Here we go. Thank you for your valuable input. Thank you very much. I've already signed up for your organizations recently and onboarding process is ongoing. Thank you very much, Hardik. I appreciate it. Uh, because I, I, as a managing lawyer of the firm, I delegate my work to my experienced team and I have full trust that they take care of you very well. I hope uh, we will see you in Canada very soon. By the way, to find out more about Sobirov's law firm, it's very easy to Google. And we have recently got very good positive reviews. While I wait for your, while I wait for your, um, um, 
for your um, questions, let me quickly go through the reviews. Recently, uh, for example, Yash Maroli is from, uh, from India. Let's go to the news. Leo, we helped a Russian, uh, business, Russian uh, citizen to immigrate to Canada through business immigration. Muhammad Ali is another great client of ours. Uh, clients from, from uh, Nigeria, Adenike, is one of uh, our clients from Nigeria. And we are looking forward to meeting them in person. Uh, Miss Taha is from Jordan. So there are a lot of um, good stories we, we are proud to share. And it's, you can go and read it for yourself. Vijay Kumar, again, a great uh, individual, a, a bright entrepreneur, experienced entrepreneur, who will be landing in Canada very soon. I wish him a very safe flight from India. And Akram Muhammad and everybody else. Uh, these are these are our uh, badge of badges of honor. So when you go and check it, uh, you probably will see their success stories in uh, in this success stories section. And um, yeah, read more, educate because our philosophy at Sobirov's law firm is educated, uh, knowledgeable client is the best client. That's why we put a lot of information on our website, on on our social media platforms. Because once you make an informed decision, understanding all the risks, all the uh, possible hiccups, let's say, of your future application, you will be prepared better. And better preparations means to us better result. So I hope uh, these pieces of information that we create, content that we create, are useful for you. Um, Thank you very much, Hardik. I really appreciate uh, your inputs too, uh, for your active participation. Thank you very much. Um, So, uh, Bupinder says, in India, my uh, business turnover is 800,000. That's very good. So, um, you could be a potentially a good candidate for intra-company transfer. And intra-company transfer, again, federal business immigration program, you can be located anywhere other than Quebec. <laughs> Quebec has its own uh, uh, rules. But um, intra-company transfer could be a good possibility and your turnover is, is significant. And, it's, and I congratulate you with this business. I'm sure you have, you have built this business with resilience, with hard work, and many, many sleepless nights. As a business owner, I understand you. And employees five on payroll, that's good. That's good. We've, de- we've done um, intra-company transfers with three people on a payroll. So uh, five is good enough. For IT company, which location could be between Ottawa and Calgary? Oh, wow. That's a tough question. Now, now people from Alberta will uh, either love me or hate me. I will be honest and I will tell that both Ottawa and Calgary Calgary have very good IT clusters environment for your IT company. However, you should also think about Kitchener-Waterloo area. This is our Silicon Valley. You should also think about Vancouver because that's where the gaming industry, visual effects and all these industries. I'm not a specialist, so uh, don't get me wrong. So... 
look into many locations. Alberta, Calgary is up and coming because they don't want to rely on oil and gas all the time. They want to rely on something more promising, uh, more um, sustainable like IT. So that's why they came up with tech immigration programs and so on. Um, Calgary is up and coming. The hard it depends on what's your personal goals and business goals. I think both Ottawa and Calgary, as well as Kitchener-Waterloo area, Vancouver, even Montreal, offer offer very good environment for your IT company. Um, that's why, and plus, in this Zoom-based world, we can do our business remotely from any location, right? You, you, you know better than me about this. Uh, but if you want to uh, get in touch with the local, uh, what we call economic development officers or local stakeholders in across Canada, my team can help you and uh, ask them to hook you up with uh, with the local uh, economic development officers. Maybe get 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 you more insights. But I think uh, I cannot put Ottawa or Calgary. Uh, above each other so they are equally good but again you the quality of life you want to get where you want to live in terms of weather Ottawa and Calgary are, are the same <laughs> Calgary has a beautiful mountain uh, very close to to the to the city and I love going to Calgary to be honest if I move outside of Toronto one day I will probably move to either Vancouver the BC province or or Alberta uh, that's my <laughs> that's my personal view so I think uh, both cities are very very well suited for your business but again uh, look into the Kitchener Waterloo and BC at the same time um, so Bupinder is interested in buying medical equipments business so wow uh, we need to uh, st- if you become our client one day, I don't know, uh, we, will, we will help you to find the right business. However, here's a question to you, Bupinder. Is purchasing a business full cash, because the seller wants to be compensated 100%, right? Usually, most of the time. Is it better for you to spend right away to buy a business or... Is it better for you to start slow with intra-company transfer, let's say, and start spending that money, let's say $200,000 slowly rather than in one transaction to buy the business? So these are, uh, food, these are pieces for your uh, further contemplation, but uh, that's what strategy meeting is all about with an immigration lawyer. What's the best? Is it, um, for my, from my perspective, spending money, the amount, slowly is better option for me than right away. Um, so it's up to you. It's a good, good area. Maybe uh, buying a, an existing business has many advantages and we have videos about that, whether to establish from scratch or buy an existing business. Um, okay. Here I'm doing medical equipment, which high in demand. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. Uh, by the way, uh, Bupinder, I, I'm sure you read this success story of our Punjabi um, uh, business owner. Uh, he is also in medical area, in the in medical area. So, so you can you can um, read his story, and uh, this is what he basically said. 
looking for an expert business immigration lawyer and he found us. Thank you very much for him. So he is an, a manufacturer of essential medical supplies, including uh, sterile liquids and so on, syringes, which are high demand uh, these days. So uh, this is a good story. I hope I will interview him when he lands in Canada, this client, and I w- I'm going to bring his perspective because, because as a lawyer, I can speak for hours, you know, promoting Canada, but... As an entrepreneur who is doing the job on the ground, that's a different perspective, right? So that's why I bring entrepreneurs and give them the floor, give them the microphone for them to speak uh, openly and transparently. It's not, you know, um, we are not in a business of uh, attracting people and uh, let them fail. I want them to. I want them to come to Canada and succeed. I don't want failed businesses. So. Uh, I will interview, I hope I will interview him uh, when he comes to Canada and it will be useful for you too. Okay. Okay, uh, this is a very relevant question by Bupinder. How long should we run parent company when I will move on ICT, ICT intra-company transfer basis? Your, uh, the parent company should always stay active and run and be selling goods and services because that's the foundation of your Canadian corporation in a way, right? But you can change the headquarters as you wish. Maybe one day your Indian headquarters uh, will not be the headquarters, but Canadian entity will be the headquarters. It's, it's a corporate matter, which uh, I'm sure we will find a solution for. Um, okay, that's good. All right. Yeah, you, your answer is I prefer a one, for one-shot payment. I see. I see. Okay. That's uh, yeah. Then buying a business. If you're ready to buy a business, we will be we will be more than happy to help you um, and and find the, the right business for for purchase. Okay. I think today's today's topic was interesting. Again, quick reminder for you. We are coming to India, hopefully, everything, I don't know, in this COVID world, I I cannot say anything for sure. (laughs) Uh, God willing, we will come to India uh, in spring. So if you are interested to meet with us, there will be a small group of people that we can meet, entrepreneurs, investors, and uh, uh, people who can do business in Canada. So small group spaces are limited, unfortunately, because we want to make a more uh, meaningful conversation. We want to have a meaningful conversation with Indian entrepreneurs. Send us your interest by filling up the form here. Uh, go to our India page under Country Guides, Insights Country Guides India, right? And then there's a link here, uh, the banner. Just click on the banner and fill up this small form we will keep you informed okay sounds good all right it was a long session thank you very much for your active participation i always enjoy talking to my audience um i hope uh, you find this useful and i really hope regardless of the weather outside it's uh, there's a 22 centimeters of snow coming today but regardless of the weather outside You will come to Canada, you will love this country, and you will make this country stronger and more resilient. 
this is what businesses do when they come to Canada. Thank you very much. Have a great uh, rest of the week. Send us your comments. Subscribe to our channel. Stay updated. And we will be here to help you. Bye-bye.